Welcome to the Academy Answers Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. And we always get started this way. We play our creed, something we live by. And that is, we don't worry, we work. We don't doubt, we believe. We don't make excuses, we hustle. We don't talk about it, we are about it. We don't follow, we lead. We don't do it to have, we do it to become. We're not victims, we take responsibility. We're not suckers, we earn our spot. We're not a statistics, we stand for something. We are not the clay, we are the potters. We design our own lives. Let's jump into the podcast, guys. Hope it can bring you some value today. Let's go in. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in. And this is the Academy Answers Podcast. If you're listening for the first time, we appreciate you. We are happy you're here and I hope you can find value. What we do is we use our experiences, um, our knowledge um, to guide those who have problems, who have issues, who want to work out um, different aspects of their life as as it come down to personal development, uh, you becoming better as a person. And there is a whole industry behind that. And the Bible is a personal development book. But sometimes we kind of classify personal development as a philosophy but what you realize is that people who tend to get in that vein who want to label it and brand it are kind of excusing away their own responsibility for life or want to think that life is straightforward i do this and this is what will happen and um, i can wing this thing i can work this thing out or i already have all that i need so it's it's pretty much a fixed mindset where people think that this is the things that I need from their environment. So I can go and can get this degree. I can get this money. I can do this business. I'll get this wife. I'll get these kids. And I'll be all right. I'll figure everything else out because I have a college degree or I'm smart enough or I my parents raised me well or I am a conscious person. And that is so far from the truth. And we realize that as we go through lives, um, one of the overarching principles is that if you're not getting better, then you're pretty much getting worse. You're declining because nothing stays the same. Stability died in the Cold War, as one writer said. So this question today is, it's funny that I get this question because I just put a blog on, on my Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Low and Motivate the Car, um, about playing with the cards you're dealt with. So this person is saying, that, Lewin, are you in? Uh, are you disillusioned that some people don't have the resources i get you i listen to you i am trying my best i'm doing stuff but i realize or understand that some people don't have it as well as i have it some people are not as lucky and um i'll give you a kind of story to kind of make my point when it comes on to this you know when i grew up in rural jamaica the country of the caribbean in, in 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 the rural parts and um we had a tough time growing up and um, we had to produce the means of our own subsistence for the most part. So we have a house with like eight of us, grandchildren, a few of my grandma's kids, um, the younger ones. And we, grandma really um, used agriculture to pretty much feed us with some amount of help from the, those of her of all of us mothers who were in the big city working uh, and and so forth and her children also so 
most times we lived off the land. Um, everything we eat is what grandma produce or what come from the community through barter exchange. So if you have bananas, you would give me some bananas. I'd give you some yam if I have yam. Um, when it comes on to um, meat, if someone um, you know have some meat from from any slaughter of animals, then we would get some. They would distribute around the community. So. There's this morning, that Sunday afternoon, that this function was being held at church and um, everybody was off before me. Grandma left before us and told us to reach at a certain time. And everybody in the neighborhood pretty much are close. And my friends who were my neighbors were also um, in that neighborhood also. Or were also to, um, were also gonna, gonna, gonna be at that function so it so happened that i arrived late um my friends arrived before me and i came up to the window of the church the side of the church close to where my grandma always sits she always sits there and um i kind of take a peek inside to see if she was looking and i'm saying i'm going to time this thing to make sure that i can get inside the church so she don't realize what time i actually came I was outside maybe another 10 minutes after I've already been late, timing her so I could get inside without her her knowing that um, I am, I came in late. So when the moderator said, let's us bow our heads in prayer, I thought that I'm, I'm timing this thing perfectly. So I am there now saying, okay, as soon as they, they start to pray, I'm going to go in because I know everybody will be praying if nobody will see me, I'll go in very quietly and I'll be fine. Anyway, I wait until about half a minute into the prior or a minute and I slipped in easily. Well, very anxious and just under the stress of not wanting grandma to see me. And when I realized I'm not wanting to make any noise to kind of upset the crowd or um, get the attention of anybody in the, in the in the audience and to, to disrupt the prayer and I sneaked in and sat in my seat and settled released that breath that you, you know you usually have when you are under stress that anxious breath that um, you know nervous breath and uh, once I released that breath and I opened up my shoulders lifted my head to take that you know breath off and be comfortable now I just double checked out of instincts over my grandma to see if she you know was still praying and not seeing me and the minute I held up my head that was me and her looking at each other directly I I wanted to disappear I couldn't believe that she saw me and now I was anticipating a flogging because back in those days you get a flogging not like the kids now or in a first world country where you can't flog the kids you can't do anything type of corporal punishment that was customer that was a norm in the Caribbean it was no big deal you get a whooping a good fine whooping <laughs> anyway so I managed to escape the flogging that evening but the scolding was you know like inevitable so the thing with the scolding is that the scolding from grandma is just as hectic or just as stressful as the flogging because right throughout the, the cold scolding session she would be asking you a lot of questions and she'll be staring at you so hard 
that you almost expect for the strap to come out at any particular point in time in that scolding. But luckily it never came out that time. I don't know why. I mean, that's, that's unusual. It usually does come out. But she was asking me, why was I late? And my everybody else was early. The neighbors were early. And the kids that I play with were early. What, what happened? And I said to her, well, Grandma, I had to go catch water at the public tank to take a shower. These guys have a water tank at their house. Because at the time we had to carry water from the public tank to get to use um, to do whatever we wanted to do and we had two 45 gallon jumps that we actually have to fill also for the house use for grandma to use and then whenever else we want for our own bath we have to go and get it so that evening I had to go and get the water for my own bath and she said to me that's an excuse never look at what other people have as an excuse for you not doing what you're supposed to do or coming up with the results that you are supposed to come up to with in life. In her words, she, she said, stay uncrooked and cut straight. What she meant is that play with the hands that you were dealt. That's what she meant. She meant don't matter what you're given, don't matter your circumstances, you must learn to stay uncrooked. That means what you have, the little you have, and find a straight way. Use what you have to work through to what you want. Use what you have as a leverage, as a pillow, as the thing you have to get what you want. So I don't care what lifestyle you want. One guy sing and get himself to the lifestyle. The next guy paint and get himself to the lifestyle. The next guy teach and get himself to the lifestyle. You just have to have the attitude to know that you must use what you have. And there's no use comparing your stage one to someone else's stage 10. There's no use comparing your height to someone else's height. The way you were born, what you have is what you have. You might have to face this reality, this overarching reality. That you might have to work 10 times as them, as hard as them. You might have to work 10 times longer than they did work. You may have to do that. It might so happen that you have to wait three years longer than they wait. But none of that matters. When we're going to school, one guy go over the book three times. The other guy goes over the book once. The other guy just goes to class. He gets it. It doesn't matter. When you want your result, you do what it takes. You keep the end goal in mind. And if it means that you have to do three times more, work six times harder, you do it. Because it is the cards that you have been dealt. Get over where the life is fair. Get over where the life is hard. Look at what position you're in, what it will take for you. Not what it is taking for everybody else and what everybody else is doing and how easy or how quick or how long or what they did. Look into what you need to do. You cannot use other people's advantages as a cop-out because no doubt you have your own advantages and those who are winning, 
are not using those advantages to cop out. You must find your way using what you have. And that is the best way to ever get to real goals without talking about resources. As Tony Robbins often say, it's not about your resources. It's about your resourcefulness. You must learn how to leverage what you have. The determined mind will always find a way. My grandmother used to say, where there is a will, there is a way. Find your way. If you stay long enough, if you look hard enough, you will find a way. Forget the easy road. Forget what someone else did and find out what it will take for you to do it. Because it doesn't matter what someone else's life is. You can't live their life. You cannot go back and ask God to redistribute. You are here now. You have what you have. Get over that pity party. Get over that they have and they this and they that. And look at what you can do to leverage and improve your own self to get to what you want. That's it, my friends. So forget resources. Think about your resourcefulness. Because nothing can stop a man who thinks he can. And nothing can help a man who thinks he can't. Have a good day, guys. Always a pleasure.